Hi everyone, welcome to one more episode of the Offlane podcast. As usual, innovators and entrepreneurs that are transforming the aviation industry. Let me start with the usual reminder that you can find all the previous episodes of this podcast as well as many other aviation stories on our website, oplane.tv. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E dot TV. Today we are traveling virtually, of course, to one of Europe's aerospace hubs, the Hanseatic city of Hamburg, because this is where a very interesting project has sprung up to support the many entrepreneurs that are currently working to make aviation greener. Lukas Kessner is a manager at Hamburg Aviation, which is the local aerospace industry cluster, but he is also the co-founder of the recently launched Sustainable Aerolab, an accelerator for projects in the sustainable aviation space. So let's welcome Lucas so that he can tell us everything about this new interesting project in the field of sustainable aviation entrepreneurship. Hello, Lucas. How are you? Hey, Mikael. It's great to see you all the way virtually. Yes. Uh, last time we met, I think it was must have been like two years ago for the Hamburg Aircraft Interiors Expo. Where, that could be right, yeah. Yeah, where you have a, a very prominent role as uh, you are based in the, in the city of Hamburg. It's a big center That's for correct, the yeah. aerospace yeah. industry. And uh, we are going to talk today about a very exciting new project that you have launched, which is called the Sustainable Aerolab that yep. is basically riding on, on this amazing wave of innovation that is happening now in the sustainable aviation industry. But first of all, I will ask you, like all other guests, to introduce yourself, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and your links to the aviation industry. Yeah, so thanks for having me in the podcast, first of all. Um, I'm Lucas, and I'm, uh, I have many hats on my head, I guess. Um, so my, uh, my major one is that I work with Hamburg Aviation, which is the cluster network of the aerospace region for Hamburg. And we're basically the platform where all the players come together and all the stakeholders that are involved with aviation in the Hamburg region. So that uh, includes the big OEMs, uh, Airbus, Lufthansa Technik, that uh, includes the suppliers, that includes the academics and uh, research institutions like the DLR and um, also um, the political administrations. So it's a really interesting platform where a lot, of, a lot of very diverse voices come together and try to find one single uh, statement and, and strategy to move along. And uh, so far, I think we're, we're managing quite well on this. Um, and there at Hamburg Aviation, I uh, am in charge of everything that has to do with you know, communicating to the external affairs. So it's marketing, it's uh, public relations, it's uh, event management, big trade shows. Um, and um, in this relationship, I also um, do um, the planning and, and marketing for the Crystal Cabin Awards, which are hosted during the Aircraft Interiors Expo every year, which is now hosted virtually because of the pandemic. But nevertheless, it's um, the leading prize internationally for innovation in aircraft interiors. And it's gained quite some traction in the past years. We're really happy with the Crystal Cabin Awards, how they have evolved over time. And then they also, also do um, media relations for uh, one of Hamburg's lighthouse projects, so to speak, which is the ZAL, the Center for Applied Aero Research, um, which is 
basically a, a campus where um, everything that has to do um, with innovation in terms of hardware relation in Hamburg comes together. Um, it's a really, really interesting place as well. It was opened in 2016, almost 300,000 square feet. Um, it's, it's a great building and I hope it gets populated again in the future because you know, evidently um, it's uh, slowed down there at least. And um, then uh, my latest project is that I am uh, one of the co-founders for the Sustainable AeroLab which just launched in Hamburg a couple of weeks ago and I, when I, where I also think it's a really, really interesting project to uh, try to accelerate the transformation of our industry into a more sustainable future. And uh, we'll see how that goes, but I'm really excited to, to start on this trip. So I see you don't have much free time because... <laughs> no, I also have a family. <laughs> wow. So... Uh, Free time is, is a very uh, precious uh, good in my life and it uh, keeps melting. <laughs> very good. So we're going to try and make good, good use of, of the slot you, you have allocated. Oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> for, for this podcast call. Yeah, so let's start by briefly talking about the Hamburg Aviation. So it's an umbrella organization, yep. as yep. you mentioned, uh, gathering all the, the ecosystem of the aerospace industry in Hamburg. Basically, there are two big aerospace hubs in Europe. One is in Toulouse, in, in the south of France, and the other is in Hamburg. Correct, yeah. Uh, Airbus has a big big plant here, big factory. But there's also this, this whole ecosystem that I guess gives you um, a great vantage point on all the latest developments in the industry. Yeah, so Hamburg Aviation is also a partner of Sustainable Aerolab. Yes. Okay. And Sustainable Aerolab, uh, would you define it as a, an accelerator, a venture capital fund, a little bit of everything? What would be your definition? Um, well, we're not a venture fund yet, at least. Um, this is certainly a, an option we will discuss in the future, but um, we're, we're not a traditional accelerator. Basically, what the Sustainable Aerolab is, we're an initiative that evolves around the question how to accelerate the transformation of aviation into becoming a more sustainable industry. And we do this uh, by a certain, by a different platforms, you know, with, with different events, for example, to kind of help set the agenda for this discussion, such as you do with the podcast. But the, the key element of the Sustainable AeroLab is that it is a, a mentoring program for startups. So we have the feeling um, we need more new players and more players from the outside to join the aviation industry into in tackling this challenge. And um, the question is how can we uh, support this? And um, we were inspired by uh, the Creative Destruction Labs um, that originally founded in Canada, uh, in Toronto. Um, they are now also at the University of Oxford and uh, the HCC in, in Paris. Um, they have a very, very broad scale, so aviation is probably uh, very tight for this. Um, but the, the, the idea is quite similar. You, you put together a set of, of mentors who are all experienced personalities from different industries um, who want to use their experience to, uh, to help uh, innovative ideas and startups along the way. So it's not a, uh, a program where um, in the traditional way, a startups comes on the stage, has their presentation, this is our company. If you're interested in learning more, then please contact us and then leaves the stage again. 
but it's it's more as a, an arena where a a startup comes in the middle of of the pit basically and says we're we're this startup and we have um, these challenges. How can you help us? And um, then the mentors will come together with their different opinions from their different backgrounds. And we have people from aerospace, we have people from other industries, we have people from the venture capital scene. And we kind of want to make this a mixed community so that it becomes very diverse in the feedback that you get as a participant. And um, they basically discuss, you know, what, what your challenges are and if the challenges that the startup put out are really the challenges that they think are the most pressing ones or if, you know, there are other uh, things to put first. And then um, they define, you know, what should be the milestones, the, the, the specific things this company can do until uh, the next event where everybody comes together again. Um, and um, so this makes it a lot more transparent how uh, to advance technology and it speeds things up uh, a lot since um, we're not talking about general presentations, we're talking about uh, events that are fixed on certain dates and you look at the dates in the calendar and say, okay, so in two months times, what are the exact things that a company can do to get a couple of feet further in their journey? And as mentioned, this mentioned this uh, works very well in the in the Canadian ecosystem with the Creative Destruction Labs, and this was kind of our approach to see if we can take this as an inspiration and uh, and uh, yeah tr merge it into the to the aviation ecosystem. Yeah, mm -hmm. because your your co-founder uh, Stefan yeah. Urenbacher, he yeah. comes from the world of digital startups, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's clear you have adopted this uh, this format also from from other accelerators out there. So, if you're a startup, what could be expected? I mean, what would be the process? You need to apply. Exactly. Yeah, and then it's uh, it's basically a uh, a system where the mentors curate the startups which they would like to uh, support. So, as a startup, uh, you will basically provide. Um, background information on your company, on your financials, and also on what you think your most pressing challenges are. And then the mentors will look at it and decide, you know, if, if this is an eligible pitch to, uh, to support in the, in the program. And um, if a startup is uh, admitted to the, to the lab, um, there will be four event uh, sessions where the startup will receive um, this, this coaching, both in, in, in the, breakout sessions with a one-to-one -one or uh, with two mentors discussing with them. And then also in this large arena where everybody is coming together and has a, has a broader discussion. And this is taking place four times a year. And then um, basically this marks the end of the season. So after this, there will be another season with new startups going through this process. And um, in between the sessions, um, the mentors uh, can voice if they would like to uh, invest a couple hours of their time into um, helping the startups along until the next session. Um, so it's not only restricted to the event, so the mentors will stay in touch with them um, um, in between the sessions. And if there is nobody from the mentor side um, interested in, in coaching the startup until the next session, um, then this 
startup will automatically leave the the season. So it's a it's a very tight uh, frame and um, a lot of uh, forward related uh, activities. So um, and um, yeah, on the technology side, we're completely open to um, where and and how a startup uh, or project um, wants to come from. So we're we will look at. Um, entire aircraft developments in the same way we look at uh, new uh, mechanisms to, to weld tanks maybe. Um, so the common denominator is that we say we want uh, people and projects to apply that think they can really have a significant yeah, impact on reducing the footprint of aviation. Mm -hmm. So roughly every three months, a selected startup will have this session with a mentor. Exactly. The yeah. mentor, it's it's always going to be one mentor per startup, or there could be more than one mentor caring about one startup. No, there will always be more than one mentor, um, but mm -hmm. um, we will have uh, different mentor sessions where uh, one or two mentors will uh, focus exclusively on that startup, and then then the startup will move to the next virtual room, so to speak, and meet with the next mentors. And this is also part of the idea that that you realize that even though um, you're speaking with people who are very experienced and uh, have a, a long history in a certain segment, they're all very different people. So uh, you might get one, uh, a positive feedback from mentor A and a negative feedback from mentor B. And this is how you know real life is. And then you will have to see what you make out of this as a, as a young company, but at the same time, since we also have the, the large discussion between all the mentors, you will also see how these different opinions interact with each other. And um, if there is a way to find a, a common solution for, for this project in, the, uh, in, in this season or, or not, but uh, this is completely open. So what's, what's important is that the discussion is on the table, that the challenges are being discussed, and this is where we think this is the largest benefit to get that you have just experienced people discussing challenges that are not very trivial. And this is this discussion alone will forward um, and accelerate um, the, uh, the development of, of sustainable aviation. And the mentors, are they going to self-pick the startups they are advising or you have some sort of assignment committee for uh, this assignation the <laughs> so so it's basically both we will have a, a committee uh, to assign the mentors for the events but in between the events it's up to the mentors to decide which startups they would like to follow up um, and also i think one one thing uh, that's it's important to say is we will uh, not uh, take uh, any shares in, in any companies at any time and so will not the mentors. So it's completely open uh, to the mentors if they would like to approach one of the companies and uh, become an investor as well. But we don't make this uh, a, a part of the, the program which is official. So the only thing that the mentors commit to is, is time spent on the startups, uh, but no money. What's your business model then as an organization? Our business model is basically to be a, a platform uh, where um, we condensate uh, innovation in this certain segment of aviation and where we also want to open at least the large room or the large discussions 
uh, to guests in the future and where we say this is an attractive uh, offer to uh, aerospace companies or also other players in the segment who want to be uh, part of these discussions and who also want to have a platform to present themselves in what they do uh, in this segment and this is uh, kind of um, our long-term goal to to finance this lab but we're very fortunate to um, have secured the funding for the first two years already through Hamburg State so uh, Hamburg has been a great partner in um, uh, accelerating this idea with us together and uh, they were very eager to uh, get this to life and um, very very fast in this as well so uh, we're really fortunate as said um, to have uh, such a great support by by Hamburg there and they will um, fund the project management for the first two years of the sustainable air lab so we're in this mm. A great position that we can start off with everything without having to worry about, I mean, you know, getting the money back in as soon as possible um, to not close the doors on this already. So it's uh, the Hanseatic city of Hamburg it's, promoting. Yeah, the Hanseatic yeah. of yeah Hanseatic city of Hamburg okay. um, promoting this, and um, but also I think this is important to say uh, they're promoting this because they like the idea. So it doesn't have any. Any catches for the startups, you do, do not have to relocate to Hamburg to participate. Um, there will not be some kind of other trick to trick you into the city. Um, so it's basically just uh, Hamburg wants to uh, play a part in advancing this discussion and be visible on a global scale. And this is an element of doing this. And um, so, but this does not mean that a startup has to relocate here or sell some shares to the state of Hamburg and to our governors. And uh, so it's not like this. Mm -hmm. And the first uh, edition this year is yeah. going to be virtual on, on Zoom. So you're going to have yes. all these sessions. But the idea is in the future to, uh, once things get a bit back to normal, to, I guess, to get these yes. uh, presential sessions where you will meet face to face with the mentors exactly exactly and um, this is also because it, it uh, we see that it works very well in other dimensions and it's a, it's a different atmosphere if you meet face to face than you know just meeting virtually and we also um, see that uh, everybody almost that we speak to is enjoying this very much of meeting face to face of exchanging and it's not about um, just the, the technological discussions. They can be held on Zoom as well. But it's, you know, it's the small things, the kind of the serendipity that comes along with it, like meeting at the coffee table or, uh, uh, you know, just running into each other in the lobby and saying, hey, you know, I've seen you running around here as well. Sorry, I don't know you. Who are you again? Oh, that's so interesting. And this is something we see in, uh, in many other projects that we have started so far and especially with the crystal cabin awards the judging panel you know these are all um it's also a community of very uh, high-ranked individuals with a lot of experience in the PAXX industry and they do all this voluntarily they spend the day before their biggest uh, calendar uh, event of the year in a windowless room um hearing 24 uh, presentations and um they do it for no money. Um, they do it all voluntarily. They, they screen hundreds of applications in the process before that, and they love it. 
and they love it because they love um, connecting with their peers. They love discussing innovation with other people, even if there's, uh, if, if it's people from uh, opponent companies and, and customers. And it's just a great spirit. And that's basically the DNA of the Crystal Cabin Awards. And this is how we also want to design it for the Sustainable Area Lab. People just like to exchange with other people on things that interest them. And um, this works best in person. So of course, it's our goal to come back to a scenario in the long term where uh, it's, uh, it's a benefit to meet in person. And this is also something that, of course, we will work on. We do not want to have a meeting in Hamburg just because we want to have meetings in Hamburg, but we want everybody to benefit from it. And um, when things turn back to normal, this will be our goal. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And actually, that's one of the, the reasons for events like the Aircraft Interior Expo, where that's yep. exactly the point. You go there and the whole industry all over the world is there. So you meet people from all continents, from all countries, people that you might have interacted with virtually, but then you have the chance to meet them in person. Finding a decent accommodation during those days in Hamburg, yeah, that's another, <laughs> that's a completely, <laughs> completely different story. That can be a bit of a, of a challenge, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot about this, personal connections. And, yeah. and same with, uh, you have also a, a nice gala where you present these Crystal Cabin Awards which is yeah. another opportunity for, for many of these people to, to get along in one place. Absolutely. And it's the same. It's, it's a great example for this because, of course, the, the gala event is about, you know, um, announcing the winners in the many categories and giving them room to shine. But it's also about connecting. And people just love, you know, sitting together at the, at the dinner tables, catching up with, with colleagues and, and customers, having a drink in the lobby, and this is what it's all about, you know, and that's, they come back to it, even, you know, even finalists who lose and do not walk home with a trophy end up loving the event because, you know, they had such great conversations. This is what it's all about. And the startups, uh, do they need to be at a specific stage of development? Are you focusing on a, on a specific uh, size of company or stage? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, we want to be as broad as possible. So um, anything goes, I would say. Um, you could be a company that says, here, look, I already have a demonstrator flying um, and uh, I'm already very advanced. And you can also have somebody who says, well, I, I do my master's degree in that university and I have this idea and I, it doesn't let me go. What should I do? And I think the, the most important aspect is, but this is up to the mentors, of course, to decide, is, is there a way the Sustainable Aero Lab can help um, this idea or this company um, advance to the next step? And it doesn't have to be like a giant step where you say, okay, this is, you know, the breakthrough point where, you know, um, it enters the, the world's leading stage, but it could be any significant step in the process where we say, okay, we, we did a little piece of helping this idea along. And as long as this is uh, something uh, where we can mark a spot where we say, okay, this is our point where the sustainable area that could help, then the project is already eligible. And this is why we also put a focus on making the mentors um, a diverse community, because maybe you are a concept which is already technologically extremely advanced, then maybe the um, 
the point is not um, getting into the next technological level, but you know, um, getting uh, a, a mentorship or, or just a coaching on how to get uh, additional funding from somebody who is from the VC world and has done nothing else in the last 10 years. Um, so this is why we want to make this a broad program to see, you know, where are touch points uh, where we can help. You have mentors from different areas of the, the sustainable aviation world. Uh, yes. Actually, one of them uh, has been here on the, on the podcast. He was one of the very first guests. Uh, we yeah. had a, a great conversation about different types of propulsion systems, about electric and hydrogen. Uh, I'm talking about Bjorn Ferm, which is a yes. Yes. Swedish uh, aerospace engineer, uh, well known because of his blog, Bjorn's Corner, which I, I recommend yeah. from here. Yeah, highly um, recommended. Yes, if you want to learn about the pros and cons of the different propulsion systems that are being discussed at the moment, that's, that's a great place to go look for uh, information and, and understand, understand them better. You have different experts from different areas, but you have uh, identified, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, eight different focus areas mm -hmm. uh, that you'll be, you're going to be kind of prioritizing, right? That's hydrogen, electric propulsion, lightweight materials, efficiency improvements, design improvements, Operation optimizations, also agilization of the development processes for, for the aviation industry. That's quite, quite broad already. I see there's a lot of focus on optimization here. I, I, I mentioned this because obviously, I mean, hydrogen and electric obviously can be, there's a scope here for also for uh, the sort of moonshot innovations, uh, completely disruptive, like switching to a new technology paradigm. But there, there's a lot of there's a lot of optimization that can happen between the existing, uh, let's say, the existing technology framework that we have today. Absolutely. And um, of course, um, it, it's, it's good for aerospace if we also have the moonshots, um, like the Liliums of this world that really uh, pull the train uh, through the media. But I think as an industry, um, it's... And, if we want to set ourselves the goal that we want to become, you know, close to zero emission as, as an industry, then we really also have to look at the points where we can optimize um, technologies that already exist. And I think aviation is already extremely advanced with great and also complex technologies and how safe they are uh, these days. You know, aviation is such a safe industry and, and, uh, just seamless in how everything works. Um, it's just uh, amazing. And um, I think it would be fatal to just say, well, this is not cool any longer. Let's switch to, you know, the, the new kid in town, which is hydrogen and abandon everything else we have learned over the past 100 years. Um, I think that would be uh, not the right way to do it. I think we need to look at everything. We need to look at the moonshots that come up from the sideline the same way that we look at existing technologies and ways to optimize them. And um, we also, as, to, to mention one point that you just read out there, is the, the uh, making production faster and everything that has to do with, you know, uh, gaining speed in, in development and also um, making things fly. Um, if you look at the, the time uh, lines for uh, developing new aircraft, they're really, really long. And, um, you know, this is something that big OEMs that, like Airbus and Boeing can do. 
but it's almost impossible for a new player to to enter this market and um, pull through you know maybe over a decade of uh, of trying out things of setting up a production until you know uh, the, the thing really flies in a way that you can put it to the market so it's really a question of how can you make aviation also faster in bringing uh, new players to the market bringing new technologies in production and certification uh, into place um, so because we're we, do, we don't have a lot of time you know we're not looking at a zero emission industry uh, maybe in uh, 2150 but we want to make this happen in the next 20 years and um, this is um, this is speed that we still need to gain um, and uh, this is why we also make this a focal point of the sustainable air lab mm -hmm. would you say that you are tending more towards the let's say industrial uh, applications rather than a more um, consumer slash traveler side of technology yeah maybe so once again we're we're very broad so we encourage anyone to apply and then we'll still see where we end up um, but um, we think the largest challenges are on the technological side so we want to put a focus on this area mostly because we say this is you know the, the most complex issue to solve and which will probably take the most effort and the longest time and it need the most discussion to find a way through um, when it's when it comes down to you know the whole customer journey we have the feeling there already are many uh, activities in place and the, the setup is already in a way that we we are confident that innovation can um, come up to, to the shore and uh, uh, make its way without, you know, a, a deep discussion taking place beforehand. But so this, this is why we're focusing more on a technological point of view. But, uh, you know, maybe we're wrong. So this is a long-term project and uh, we will um, start out uh, making our own experiences with, you know, the applications we receive and um, the the experience we get, you know, how mentoring goes and what are really benefits that the mentors can give. And maybe if we talk again in two years, in two years time, then I'll have a different uh, opinion about this. So um, this is why we say we encourage uh, many uh, companies to just submit and, and to be part of this discussion because it is a challenge that we can only tackle together. You have among your priority areas hydrogen, electric, you have also optimization of operations, and you have designated biofuels, sustainable aviation fuels, as a lesser priority. Is this because of the nature of the investments that are needed uh, or the scale of uh, technologies that are need to be deployed to make of this uh, another tool in this decarbonization of aviation? Yeah, the, the reason why we put this to uh, to lesser priorities, so to speak, is because we say uh, we are mostly uh, a, a platform of experts in the aerospace and, and venture capital field. And um, when you open the, the pitch to or if you open it up to uh, the sustainable aviation fuel segment, you will probably also need uh, people from the oil and gas business, from the chemical business. Uh, from other uh, segments to join as mentors as well. And maybe this is a little too broad. 
Um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned this because um, we, we laid this out in, in our uh, guidelines and now we already have a couple uh, submissions from the sustainable aviation fuel segment coming in that we are already very actively uh, discussing again. So uh, maybe we'll end up having uh, one or two startups in the first season already from the SAF field because you know what we originally thought was was not a, a realistic uh, way to go you know the the goal is to make in, to accelerate anything that can um, push aviation further into becoming zero emission industry and um, if we feel there is a way that we can help the SAF guys as well then we might add them as well so this is actually a discussion we're having with the mentors right now as we speak it's funny what is the uh, time frame that we are looking at now for the first cohort of startups? Um, yes, we are uh, looking at starting the first cohort already in this first quarter of 2021. Mm -hmm. So uh, we want to be speedy in this respect with ourselves as well. And we want to finish the first season in, in autumn of 2021 already, and then start with the next uh, season. So um, uh, by mid-2022, uh, our goal is to have the first two seasons already uh, taking, taking place and um, to continue with the next batch and also with our learnings and adapt the program as we go. So mm -hmm. these are our, our own uh, agenda points and um, this is the time frame that we're following as well. I'm going to ask you some specific numbers now. How many start? Well, first of all, what's the deadline for startups that are interested in applying for this very first batch? Mm -hmm. And how many in total are you expecting to take in? Maybe you mentioned that number already, but I might have missed it. And, and how many you have already selected? Yeah. Uh, great questions. So first of all, for the uh, first two years, we do not want to set a deadline to submit because we want to stay, uh, uh, keep an open door to anyone who thinks they have a, a, an interesting idea and maybe we can help. But, and, uh, um, but, but you must have some cohesion no, in the group. I mean, if you have a specific calendar of uh, four sessions. Yeah, that's, that's true. So uh, the first season will be selected. Uh, the participants of the first season will be selected probably by the end of February 2021. So uh, within the next weeks. But even beyond that, we want to you know, stay accessible to people and, and, and startups who want to join. And then they may be, be part of the second season. Um, and uh, the uh, other question is that, and, you know, how many applications do we have so far? We, we're kind of doing a, a two-way process right now. So first of all, we have uh, submissions that come in from, from external, you know, through, through email, uh, through the website. And, uh, and then we also have a, a list of, of startups that um, our team is currently curating uh, ourselves and how uh, we want to assess the market and, and get an ov overview for ourselves of uh, companies we'd like to contact um, from our side and, and uh, tell them about the program and say, hey, maybe this is interesting for you now or in the future. So we currently have a list, a long list of, I'd say, 70 to 80 startups that we're looking at. 
Um, and this will boil down to, we'll, we'll start with a very limited amount of, of startups. And um, we cannot actually define right now how many startups will be in the first batch because it depends on the mentors. Um, of course, we cannot overload the mentors with say eight startups to, to coach. So um, we will uh, see where we end up on the mentor stage uh, in, at the end of February, and then we will be able to decide how many startups we can lead into the process. How many mentors are already on board? We currently have eight mentors on board, and we're having active discussions with the numerous others. So um, this will also be a process where we will keep the door open and we, we want to uh, yeah, expand the, uh, the list of mentors over the years. So by the end of year two, we want to have uh, over 20 mentors um, in, in the uh, Sustainable Air Lab because evidently, of course, uh, we will not have a situation where every mentor will be able to participate on all four events of every year. Yeah, makes sense. And startups that want to take part in this, can you please remind us the website where they can find the application form and, of course, yeah. all the other information about the Sustainable Aerolab? Yes, of course. I think it's, it's fairly easy. It's just sustainable.aero. Okay. So uh, hopefully everybody can take this one down. Yeah. And they, they will, everybody will find all the information needed. Um, and if there's anything else, there's, you know, contact forms all over the website, at least... I hope so. But um, last time I checked, there was. So everybody is encouraged to just get in touch should there be any questions or if uh, any company or project uh, wants to submit. Excellent. Lucas, before we wrap up, any other projects, initiatives, programs that you are working on, not just at Sustainable Aerolab, but at um, Hamburg Aviation or other initiatives as you mentioned earlier that you are also involved in that you would like to share yeah um so uh, i think sustainable aero lab also uh, uh keeps me quite busy but actually we do have numerous initiatives uh, from hamburg that are uh, currently in the in the making or being worked on also as a response to the pandemic and you know to the challenges that come with it for those of you who are interested, uh, if you go to our website, hamburgaviation.com, um, we do have a, uh, a subpage and a campaign which we just launched last week, which is called Hamburg is Boarding, and where we showcase some of the projects um, that uh, are currently uh, taking place in Hamburg. Uh, we do have some other cool uh, projects such as MidiFly, which is a uh, drone delivery in the urban sphere uh, between labs and clinics so how to uh, avoid traffic congestion and help um, people uh, in, in the in the surgical field to just speed up uh, result get, getting results uh, for medical records um, this is also a huge uh, field that just uh, something that hamburg is working on so there again we're, we're very diverse and despite the aix getting postponed again and again the crystal cabin awards are still running virtual prize giving ceremony on the 30th of March, um, which will be streamed live, which will be also a very cool event. You can all look forward to that. And um, we already have the next round of Crystal Cabin Awards uh, in the making. So the submission period for that one has, has just ended in January. So yeah, the, the, the ball keeps rolling and rolling. The game continues. <laughs> very good. So it's hamburg-aviation.com. .com, yeah. 
Yeah, and the so, other one is sustainable dot arrow. Okay, yeah, very exactly. descriptive. Excellent. So yeah, I think all listeners can get a pretty good idea of what you guys are up to, and hopefully you will get some more applications coming soon to keep this pipeline full of new ideas and innovations yeah, yeah. to make aviation greener, which is, I guess, the goal of everyone here. Yeah. So, uh, thank, you, thank you so much, Lucas. It's been great speaking well, with you. Well, thanks, for inviting me. And I uh, hope the next meeting will be already in person. As, uh, yes, so do I. <laughs> yeah, as hopefully uh, the, all these vaccinations are getting speeded up and we are able to get back to normal soon. So thank you so much. Wonderful. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you are using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much, and see you soon. Thank you.